Welcome to How We Grow, an essential playbook to grow and scale your vacation rental business with advice and insights from the best in the biz with your host, Linnell Gordon. Welcome to How We Grow, the vacation rental show. I'm Linnell Gordon, and I'm on location here in Cambridge University in England, and I am so excited to bring you an incredible guest today, Ginger Harrelson. And Ginger is brilliant. I mean, she's a brilliant marketer, guys. When you hear what she's done in her business, you're going to be like, wow, I wonder if I can do that. And, you know, I'm going to let Ginger tell you if she thinks that everybody can do what she did, but she's an attorney as well. Really smart lady. She and her husband have a company called Beach Ball Rentals, and they have grown the company, guys. And it's extraordinary in the way that they've done it. They're grassroots people, bottom line. They're nice, normal people, just like you and me that have pursued the American dream. Now, Ginger, tell me a little bit more about your company, where you're located, and how many properties you have, and where you want to go. Tell me your goals. Yes, we are beach ball properties. We're on the Alabama Gulf Coast. We currently have 252 properties live. Our goal is to get to 500 right now. I feel like when you evaluate goals, you can change those or if they don't meet your needs anymore. But Our original goal when we first started the company was to get to 100 properties in five years, and we were able to do that in three. But yes, we service the Alabama Gulf Coast, Orange Beach, Gulf Shores, Fort Morgan. We're kind of known as a dinosaur market. You know, vacation rentals have been popular here for quite some time. There's some big names down here that have been down here quite a while. And when we first started, people were like, how do you think you're going to compete with them? It's like, I'm not going to compete with them. It's me gets me every day, right? But at some point, you do have to say, what am I going to do to make myself and my company different? And for us, it was being authentic on Facebook, on social media. When we first started, I'll give you a little bit of a brief intro. My husband and I bought a small book of business in 2016. That company was called Mountain to Beach Vacation Rentals. There was about 20 properties under management. The owners just wanted out. So we were like, we think we could do this. I was working as an insurance defense attorney in a very large law firm in Alabama, in Mobile, which is about an hour away from here. And within six months of that acquisition, my firm did some layoffs, and I was one of those, unfortunately. But we decided to sell our boat, sell our house, cash in our corporate 401ks. And my husband's family was nice enough to say, hey, you can stay at our condo to figure out what y'all are going to do with your lives. So we had a very shoestring budget. We pulled together and we were like, what can we do for free every single day? And I noticed all these local real estate agents at the time were getting on Facebook Live and showing their listings. I'm like, no one is doing that in the vacation rental space. And then I started saying, okay, we've got to get people to rent from us. How am I going to do that? And so I started going to local Facebook groups across the state of Alabama and and Huntsville. I would just type in, what's happening or just Huntsville and they would start popping up. And so I would start posting last minute vacancies or some availability in those groups. And then I was like, we can have one for our area. So I started What's Happening Orange Beach about three years ago and it has 65,000 verified members, not bots. And so that has been a huge driving force in our growth and being able to leverage free marketing, which is social media groups, um, Facebook groups. You know what I love about your story? I love about your story that you have 65,000 members. You're really not searching for guests. You're searching for homeowners. You're looking to build your book of business. Bottom up, that's where you're going. You're starting at that level for that. So tell me, when you look for a homeowner, what do you look for? 
Well, when you talk to these people that own vacation homes, I mean, obviously, the ideal client is someone who's an investor who's very familiar with how things work, right? An educated homeowner. But when we started, that wasn't even representative of the majority of people in our portfolio. Most people in our portfolio were first-time, second-home owners that needed to rent their property to make a profit and to be able to afford to have this second home. It's important that a property manager, a professional property manager, controls that narrative and does a lot of hand-holding in the beginning regarding expectations and how long things will last, et cetera, to make sure that that relationship is a good one. I mean, you're not going to be a fit for everyone and everyone isn't a fit for you and that's okay. But over the last year, I will say that we've definitely had an increase in, I would say, the luxury properties that are now finding us. People that own eight-bedroom, eight-bath homes are now finding us where a few years ago, we weren't even in the discussion of the top property manager in our area that you would go to for a luxury, but now we are because we've distinguished ourselves and we've made our presence known in the community. How do you foster those Facebook groups? How much time does it take you a day? Do you have a group that does it? How do you manage that? So it takes quite a few hours a day. Yes, we have a group now that does it. I've created another side business called Girls on the Golf, and it's a blog. And we charge other businesses money to advertise on our Facebook group. And I have a partner in that business that helps me manage the groups. But we also have a beach ball team member that helps monitor all post approval is turned on. So that means like you can't just spam the group with your business every two days or you have certain rules that you have to follow. So every post has to be approved by an admin or a moderator. And I feel like that's how I've been able to foster the group because I've said this isn't going to be a spam group. We're going to have high engaging quality content vacationing to the area to ask questions. They need answers to those questions. We want people that are local that have questions to be able to ask questions. But you have to have a lot of control to make sure that the quality of the group remains the same and the integrity of the conversation around the group remains the same. You know, I have to tell a story because you'll find it interesting. I have a vacation rental. I'm a member of a group in that area that has a lot of locals in it. And this is in the Holden Beach area. And so One of the moderators, and I know it was one of the moderators because I researched back to see who had liked his post to start with. This guy gets on there and he does this really outrageous post saying, I think he said I have like six PhDs or master degrees and I can answer any of your questions that I have here. And, you know, he came off like this arrogant, crazy person that was not local. And it was so funny. I was so surprised how they attacked him. I mean, They went for the throat and attacked him. And I thought, this is not a real person. And when I went back to look and I researched back in that Facebook group, I looked to see when he joined, who had said anything. It's the moderator. It's the admin of the group that's doing this just to jazz people up in the group because he knew he could. It's like, who would do that? And this has thousands as well. You know, thousands. I think it only has like eight or nine thousand. But that's a lot of people to jazz up like that. Sometimes there's like a little bit of controversy boosts the algorithm. So in our area, we're in the Gulf of Mexico and people want to call it the ocean all the time. And all the locals just start nails calls in when people call it the ocean. And so sometimes we'll like there'll be a meme that someone posted or somebody will say something and we'll let it slide just a little bit because the reach of the group grows if there's a little bit of controversy. And the other thing is I want to and you may want to explain this at some point. But I looked to see the contribution that he got from that. And his contribution rate for that one post was like 580. At the time that I looked at it, it was just a few hours old. 
And I was like, they're going to boost him so high. And he's not even a real person. He's fictitious. <laughs> anyway, so I want to hear your favorite either guest or owner story. I'll tell you both. So when we first started as far as owners, it was probably the first client that we genuinely signed up. They invited us to their property, an older complex in Gulf Shores, but it's beachfront. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like it's a beachfront condo and it's pretty updated. Yay. Hopefully we can sign it up. But it was a two bedroom. And the wife looks at me and she goes, what do you think of that ceiling fan? And I looked at her and I go, I don't like it. It's got to go. And she goes, see, Steve, I told you. And apparently they had interviewed multiple property managers and every single one of them was, you know, oh, it's fine. We can work around it. It's not bad. But I just think you have to be authentic. And like, if someone asks you your opinion about something, you should really tell them in a polite way. But yeah, I was like, that fan has got to go. And she was like, that's how I knew that y'all were the people for us because you were not afraid to speak your mind and speak the truth about something that was kind of, you know, trivial, a fan, a ceiling fan. But it mattered to me and you sharing your authenticity mattered. So don't be afraid to speak up. And guest stories, I thought a lot about this one, which one I was going to tell, because we have plenty of heartfelt, great guest stories. We've host Make-A-Wish Children before our condos free of charge and done a lot of sponsorships. But I've decided to tell a little bit of a controversial story because I think it's more interesting to property managers that are going to listen to your podcast. But recently in spring break, we had a house, a pretty nice house, two blocks off the beach, but with a pool, sleeps 18 people. The owner calls and says, hey, I just got a picture from my neighbor. There's a couch up on the eagle's nest of the property, and it's our inside couch, and we're like, oh, no. So we send the maintenance team down there, go down there. They show up to this house, and... There's this thing called furries, apparently, but there are a bunch of college-age guys dressed like animals, full with leashes, everything, and they have motley crewed the place, and it is not good. And, you know, we've been in business now seven years, and we've had a few handful of instances where things have gotten damaged, but nothing to this extent. I mean, there was raw chicken out. I'm like, what is this? But me, myself, and my business development manager, Emily, who's one of my best friends now, we decided to go Facebook all these people. They had booked under a name that, I mean, it was a real name, but it wasn't the common name they were using on social media. Anyway, through a bunch of investigation, we were able to find two of the guests and find one of their mothers who owns a very nice design firm in New York City. And so I quickly sent her an email saying, hey, here are all the pictures that we just took. Your son and his friends have completely destroyed this place, and we're going to have to figure out what we're going to do about this, or I'm going to be filing lawsuit in Circuit Court of Bowen County by the end of the day tomorrow. She quickly responded, and everything was paid in full, over $17,000. And I think the kids were in a lot of trouble, but they had a, an attorney out of California and everything got settled. But having that experience with me being a licensed attorney and having worked in insurance defense, I think gives an advantage to our company as well. Basically free legal counsel for that owner and for us. But everything was taken care of and they got new furniture. But it's just wild what some people do to properties. And that's one of those horror stories once in a blue moon. But to have a professional on your side, like we are for our owners, makes a difference. No kidding, for sure. That's a remarkable story. 
How We Grow has partnered with Rental Guardian to bring the Vacation Rentals Market custom protection products built for the needs of the vacation rental industry. Enjoy complete protection for both your travelers and your owners via the industry's leading travel, damage, and liability protection products. Learn more about the travel tech industry's most advanced travel and damage protection platform and API at rentalguardian.com. Guys, if you have someone in your office that is well-versed in social media, especially like Facebook, even TikTok nowadays, you can find anyone. You really can. I mean, you can find anyone. You can find out all kinds of information that you might not normally have known, but especially in this day and age, that's a really cool story. And just to add a little more to that, the insurance policy that these third-party booking platforms provide would not cover any of that. I was like, what are the guests paying for? But I'm telling you, every time we try to like submit a claim or a demand, it's turned away. So my advice to property managers are make sure that you're doing things to self-insure and make sure owners have adequate insurance because at the end of the day, you cannot rely on any type of add-on policy that the third parties are sending out because they're going to deny it and then they're going to make you fight for it. And whether you have the legal budget to fight that or whether your homeowner does, it's going to be a question you have to ask yourself. But making sure that you have a damaged fund and all of that, I think, is critically important nowadays. I think that's really important. How would you structure that, Ginger? How would you structure that? How should people structure that for themselves? Well, I have to give an asterisk here. While I'm a licensed attorney in the state of Alabama, this is not legal advice and you should consult your attorney in your own state. And it depends on what your state rules are and around insurance. But, you know, we call it a non-refundable damage fee. And the size of the fee depends on the size of the property. And every guest gets charged that and it covers up to a certain amount. Most of the times is up to $1,000. And then we keep that money in a special account, a special escrow account, and our owners can call on us whenever something is damaged. And we have found that this has improved guest relations and owner relations tremendously, right? Because if someone's paying, you know, $7,000 for a week beach vacation, the last thing they want to see when they get home is that their credit card has been popped for a $40 lamp. And then you have to argue with the guest. Well, we know it was you. We have pictures. No, it wasn't. It was probably your cleaner. You just get into this back and forth and bad reviews over something that's really trivial. And so if you can protect yourself in that way and make it where it's like, okay, no questions asked. The lamp's broken. $40. Let's replace it. It's going on to the owner. It's no charge to you. The guest, you've already paid this damage fee. It'll cover it. And most of the time we went on that. I mean, there has been an instance where we had to replace a big green egg, which was nearly $1,000. We had to pay a deductible for a, a homeowner insurance claim when a guest flooded in the bathroom. So I'm not saying you never have to pay out because you certainly do, but it gives you as the property manager a little bit of buffer to be able to provide a better experience, not only for your guests, but for your owners. I'm going to have to ask my sister to give you a call. And the reason is because she has something very similar to that set up in North Carolina, but she had people that came and they literally destroyed. She had brand new floors. She'd just redone them. I don't know what they did. I went to look at them after it happened and they were totally scratched, all the floors, and they were wood. And although that damage protection, she was able to pay out part of it, didn't pay all of that. I think she ended up with like a couple of thousand dollars out of her own pocket. So I think that what you're saying is really good information for people for property managers who might not be structured that way, not only that, guys, there's a lot of bonuses to that. It's another stream of revenue that's kept in an escrow account that really does save your bacon. It's a phenomenal way of doing business. It is. 
if you're in a state that allows you to make money off escrow accounts right now, the interest rates, you need to be asking your bankers. If you don't bank with a community bank, I would absolutely recommend banking with a community bank. But like you said, that revenue stream, making that extra money, if you're not leveraging your bank, you should be. Yeah, you can get like, I don't know what it'll be when this airs in a few months or a few weeks, whatever. But I think I was just offered four points something for mine. And I was like, this is crazy. Now all of a sudden they want me to put my money elsewhere. It's really good advice. So if you were going to look back four years ago and give yourself advice and say, if I had only known I wouldn't have worried, what would it be, Ginger? What would you say to yourself? I would say we should have started our in-house cleaning company sooner. We've just recently undertaken that venture. We're building a state-of-the-art cleaning facility in Foley, which is about 30 minutes north of here, but it's actually where most of our labor force comes from. And we have around, I don't know, 100 units now that we've moved in-house. And the quality and control that we have been able to experience by doing that has been great. And we're not relying on subcontractors anymore, and we're not sending that money out the door anymore. So that's one piece of advice. But the other piece of advice, I think, would just be you do a lot of things scared, right? Like, I just remember being terrified that we weren't going to be able to build this book of business. And like, we've moved from Mobile. and There's not a whole lot of legal jobs in Orange Beach, Alabama at the time, or actually even in general. So I was like, we are really betting it all right now. And you hear some people that'll get on and say, well, don't accept everything, you know. Sometimes you have to accept everything. I know we started, we were accepting pretty much any type of unit to build our book of business, right? To get our name to be a trusted brand. And everybody wants the beachfront homes. Everybody wants the two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars $300,000 a year producers. But the competition for those is high. So get what you can get and then get yourself in a position where you may change what you accept now. I mean, we certainly have. So just do it scared and do it and, you know, create content on social media and make that part of your job. If you can't not afford a marketing or a content creator at this time, you can do it yourself. I did it myself. I did everything for our company for about three years. And when I say everything, the descriptions before AI came out that would write a property description for you. I mean, I did it all. So I know it can be done, but you have to be diligent and you have to schedule posts and you have to just be consistent. Any content is better than no content, right? So as long as you're out there, even if it's not like a great post, I mean, I'll see flashbacks or memories on Facebook that come up from six years ago. And I'm like, I can't believe I created that graphic and posted it. But at the time, like no one cared about the quality of the graphic, right? They just saw beach ball properties. But you can improve and you continue to improve. Well, thank you so much, guys. Yeah. Ginger, if people want to reach out to you, if they have questions or you've said something and they're like, gosh, I wish I had somebody I could talk to about it. You're willing to talk to them about it, you said? Absolutely. Yeah. Ginger at Beachfall Properties is my email or message me, LinkedIn, Facebook, wherever. I'm very visible online. So just message me and I'm happy to schedule a time to talk. I'm happy to say that I've helped quite a few people get their business started in the vacation rental space and I participate in masterminds and I'm asked to speak at conferences a lot. And I, I really do. This is something I enjoy. I enjoy educating. And I'm certainly not perfect. And I have a lot to learn from other professionals in our industry. But I'm happy to share what I've learned. Thank you so much, guys. Reach out to Ginger. She is a beautiful person inside and out. You will not regret it. And obviously, very humble, as you can hear. She is a lovely person. So, guys, reach out and use her as a resource. And I pray that God will bless you guys. Thank you so much, Ginger, for being with me. Thanks for being willing to do that when we asked you to come. 
Yes, it's been so much fun being on your podcast, and I can't wait to hear the episode. And I listened to several of them this morning and heard some well-known names. And, you know, everything you hear, you learn a little bit, a tidbit. Sharon Walker, she was talking about the owner onboarding book she just did. And I was like, wow, we need to do that. I mean, we have onboarding emails, but to actually have a booklet. I tell you, the people in our industry are the nicest ever. What we do, I love, I love, love, love working with everyone because people are nice. They're just nice in this industry. They're some of the nicest people ever. Thanks again, Ginger. God bless you. And we'll talk to you later. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. This episode of How We Grow is brought to you by Rental Guardian. To find out more about how Rental Guardian can help grow your vacation rental business, visit rentalguardian.com. Make sure to search for How We Grow in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found and hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. On behalf of the team here at Inhabit, thanks for listening.